Well, welcome to Breakfast with the Broker. Every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., I got to say, we are in for a treat, a real treat. So, without, here we go. The intro is coming way by Greenville, South Carolina, the co-host of the Bob and Brad show, the producer of the Buy with Bob series. He drinks beer on the show. He eats food on the show. He also is the best goddamn realtor ever. Just I'll tell you, Mr. Bob Tompkins. What is up? <laughs> hey, Bob, how are you? Good morning. Doing good. How are you, David? Good, man. So uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, your your Gamecocks jersey, you're representing uh, the South Carolina. Um, good stuff. Sorry, right. Steve Spurrier's uh, not there anymore, I think. No, he's not. He left <laughs> us high and dry. <laughs> so, uh, you know, for those that, well, you all know Bob Tompkins because uh, he, he's everywhere. He produces uh, Foodie Fridays. He produces, uh, you know, uh, Buy With Bob. I really like those video testimonial uh, series of stuff. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, maybe your real estate career, how long you've been in the business and uh, when you started to get into video. Yeah. So um, I got into real estate uh, in June of 2016. So I've been in the business right at four years. I got into it mainly because both my parents are real estate agents. So I kind of I had a little bit of insight into the business when I got started, um, but I didn't get started in the same area as them. They, they live about two hours away from me, uh, but was in the business for a while. And then you had built a decent brand, but I didn't have a whole lot of you know forward facing content. So I, I got into video about a year and a half ago and I dove in head first all the way and I have seen some pretty good results as um, as a result of it. Awesome. Uh, Michael Nathanson just uh, tuned in this morning um, and it's his birthday. So happy birthday, Mr. Michael Nathanson. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I tell, I'd say, you know, Bob, we should sing happy birthday, but no one wants to hear my voice. They might want to hear yours, but not mine. Um, so, I mean, you did get pretty famous uh, through your viral video of Old Town Realtor and Old Town, you know, the parody of Old Town Road. What, um, you know, what was the original kind of, how'd you come up with that? Um, so I don't know, my my entire life, I've always kind of made, um, like, re, I've reworked words and songs to make them into kind of parodies, just really for my own amusement than anything else. Um, and I, you know, I used to go on, like, Snapchat uh, and just put my words over songs, just, I mean, just for laughs. And I sent out a Snapchat, actually, of that to some of my friends back in, like, Right when Old Town Road first came out, like late February of 2019, and I had put like some realtor lyrics above it. And one of my friends responded and she was like, please make a music video. <laughs> so she put the thought in my head and I was like, maybe I can write an entire song. Uh, I had just started working with a videographer who had done like some video testimonials for me. Um, and I was like, maybe this will work. So we put it together and the original intent was really to just try and kind of become really well known in the upstate of South Carolina. Like I, I was really only hoping for around 30 to 40,000 views and I thought that would be a massive success. So <laughs> that was the, uh, that was kind of the idea behind it. Had no idea it would turn into what it did. 
Yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Have, has it led to business? You know, and, and that's what people, you know, start to think. You look around um, a lot of social media, a lot of video people putting uh, content out there. Um, but the, sometimes there's no ROI on it. You know, right. for realtors listening, you know, does it lead to business? Yeah. So I think one of the, the big misconceptions when it comes to the big videos is people expect to be able to sit down, make one video and get business from it. And that's not what video is about. It's, I mean, sure, you know, one commercial can have a very positive effect in a marketplace. But the idea behind doing video is brand awareness and being top of mind. So you have to do it consistently. And I mean, you just have to be putting out a wealth of content. The one big video isn't necessarily going to do it. That being said, uh, Old Town Realtor did generate, I generated three deals off of that video specifically. So, I mean, it, it did bring me a return, but if you think it got 1.2 million views, three wow. deals, three deals off of 1.2 million views is not a great return. <laughs> so like going viral, you know, the, because you're, you're not going to get 1.2 million views just for making a good video. That's like, you know, it's like getting struck by lightning. Right. So you you really can't depend on that making that high end video because if it had only got two hundred thousand views mathematically I wouldn't have gotten any deals out of it. Right. So you know that's the that's the trade off there when you're doing consistent video though you're top of mind you're gonna get way more business that way. And you're you know you're really committed to video so you put a lot of content out there. Um, does it take a long time to create these videos? I mean, I got to say, you know, the buy with Bob video testimonials are awesome. If you haven't seen them, definitely check them out because I think, you know, it, it's great, you know, bringing in, and, and allowing your buyers to participate in the process afterwards to tell you really how things are going. Yeah. Um, you know, it, obviously I have committed a ton to video. It does take a lot of time, um, but by a lot, it, it's not nearly as much as people would think. I tell people I probably spend about five or six hours a week on video. Um, and the thing is about that, when people push back on me, they're like, I don't have five or six hours. You're running a business. We're, you know, we're individual business owners as real estate agents. All good businesses market themselves. They advertise themselves. One of the biggest mistakes that a lot of realtors make is that they don't, they're not, they're not marketing. They just depend on their sphere of influence. They do, they depend on word of mouth and they're not putting their face out there. Any good business is spending that time, that money on advertising. So, you know, that's the, the thing for me. It's easy to justify five or six hours a week because it's an, I mean, it's basically an hour a day that I'm putting to advertising my business to keep myself top of mind with um, the people in my marketplace. For those listening that really, you know, maybe have a hard time with video, right? Um, do you think, like, how do, how should they get started? So, I mean, I, I went a little bit heavier in video when I first got started. Most people will tell you, just pick up your phone and start doing it. I, I don't believe that's the best way to do it because you have no financial commitment to video if you just pick up your phone. So there's... If, if you're doing it by yourself and you're not partnering with other people in your marketplace to create video, then there's zero accountability. So for me, I always recommend make the financial investment to be able to keep yourself accountable because you then you have the financial accountability. You're, I mean, 
like your spouse or partner is going to be looking at you like, hey, you spent $1,500 on this stuff. Why aren't you using it? You know, it's it's one of those things that um, really helped me early on was I, I spent about 12, it was 12 to $1,500 right at the beginning on a on some pretty good video equipment. Uh, it wasn't the best stuff. It wasn't the stuff I have now by any means, but it got me in the door and it made me committed to making videos for my business. So you have uh, a little skin in the game and that's kind of, you know, uh, I agree with that as well. Now, you know, th- there are two schools of thought. One is, you know, to go the whole professional route like like you've gone. Um, and then the other is just, you know, maybe genuine on authenticity with some of this live stuff. You know, um, I don't think either one may be better. Or it's just what fits your personality. Well, what I'll tell you is better is if you yeah. can combine the two. <laughs> it's absolutely the best. And that's that's what I've tried to do the most. I mean, if you compare me to a guy like Brad McCallum, I don't create the same quality content that he does. But my stuff's good. I mean, it's it is high end. I, you know, this is a quality picture here on on breakfast with the broker. But when you're able to put the authenticity in with a quality image and a quality shot, I mean, it not only is it captivating to look at, but then people are actually going to connect with you when they hear your message. Did you know anything about video before you started this? Uh, I knew absolutely nothing. And what did, what did you, did you do research? Was there, um, was there maybe people that brought you along or people that you leaned on? Yeah. So I I spent a lot of time on YouTube, um, watching videos on how to do certain things with, with video. And then I also, I found a local videographer who was helping me for some of my bigger projects and I leaned on them a lot for knowledge. I mean, if you're paying somebody for a service, they're going to help you when you need some help. Um, Plus, I mean, my videographer is more of a media company. They, they operate as, you know, somebody that comes in, helps businesses grow their brand. So they love what I'm doing and they're very willing to help me to build this and make sure that what they're doing for me complements and enhances what I'm already doing on my own. So finding that sort of person in your market to be able to lean on uh, is very important, but it does, it does require a financial commitment. Yeah, you see, like most realtors are looking for this instant gratification, right? You know, they, they buy these lead generation programs or they what have you, and they expect, you know, to have a sale, you know, within the first 30 days. You know, video certainly isn't that. It's building your brand for the long term rather than, you know, the short term and not relying on anyone else other than yourself and the content that you provide. Well, so, I mean, that's yeah. that's the difference between a hooker and a marriage. <laughs> you know, one you can pay for, it's quick, it's easy, it comes fast. The other one you have to put a lot of work into and it takes a lot of time. Yeah, and, and it takes a, a lot of personalities to go mm-hmm. weave through as well. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. been married for 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, that's funny. Um, you know, you, you know, the the video and, and building your brand is, is so important in in our day and age because you got to set yourself apart. And you do a great job. You know, as you said, you're doing both professional and being authentic. You know what? I I mean, I guess you got to really self reflect maybe as to what you really like to do 
and how you want to do it. Because not many people, if I would have told you 18 months ago before you got the video that you'd be drinking beer in a, and I don't even know what a bird dog is, but eating bird dogs. <laughs> you probably say I'm crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the content in and of itself kind of forms around my personality and anybody else is thinking about doing video. It's going to form around your personality. And in, in my opinion, I would highly recommend that that's the way you go. Like when I first started video, I was like, oh, I'm going to put this up. I'm going to create some real estate related content. It'll be great. Until I realized that people don't want to hear about my work. The same way I don't want to hear when I go to the bar, I want to talk about sports. I don't want to talk about the other person's job and what they've got going on there. It's just not interesting to me. So for me, when I kind of grasped that, I was like, what content can I put out that people are actually interested in? And I felt like, you know, general reviews of, of food around town were something people would be interested in. And then people that know me know I'm passionate about craft beer. They knew that, you know, that sort of content was going to resonate well um, with them. And your virtual um, baby shower or your virtual, you know, gifts, putting your gifts together and stuff. That was yeah. pretty cool, too. Yeah, I mean, that's adapting. I mean, that's one of those things. My wife's pregnant. For those of you who do not know, um, we're due in July. So we're in the third trimester right now. And, you know, we haven't been able to have gatherings for like a baby shower because of um, you know, coronavirus, but we've been able to adapt to it. And, you know, while that's a part of my personal life and adapting to that and having those virtual baby showers in order to thank people for the gifts they've sent us, that's also the same mindset I have with my business. When I hit something like this, I've already developed the video. I already have this for my business. Now, how do I adapt it to the current situation? Absolutely. So when, um, you know, most people want to go viral, right? They, they, oh, I want to go viral. I mean, I, I speak to my daughters. I have three girls and my 14 year old, you know, all she wants to do is be TikTok famous or, you know, those kind of things. Um, you know, is, should that be your goal to try and go viral? Not at all. I mean, so maybe one of the most viral videos of all time uh, is the Charlie bit my finger video. Uh, probably most people have seen it as two English kids. The brother bites the finger and they're like, oh, Charlie bit my finger. It blew up. It got like millions and millions and millions of views on YouTube. No one can tell me who those two people are. I don't know their name. You don't know their name. Just because you go viral, there's no brand awareness as a result of it. However, almost everybody knows who their local weatherman is. Because they see him all the time. So the wealth of content is so much more important than that one-time viral video that blows up. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, you're looking at, you know, you know, creating content during this COVID-19, you know, and, and obviously, um, you know, maybe we've been more affected. I'm not sure. I don't know what the numbers are in South Carolina, but, you know, South Florida certainly has been somewhat of a hotbed um what what kind of content have you been careful what you're producing um are you prospecting those kind of things uh during this crisis um so yeah i mean the content i'm putting out a lot of my stuff because it has one other person in the videos with me we had to put a lot of thought early on to say like hey do we want to continue to actually meet together to do these videos 
And we decided that if it was just two of us on camera, it was fine. So, but we took those and instead of filming Foodie Fridays in restaurants, we stopped doing that. Beer of the Week, we stopped doing in a shop. We actually brought that to my house and we film it on my back porch. So, you know, we changed locations. We adapted that way. Um, but, you know, with the weekly content, it is tough because you, you want to make sure you're put it, you're presenting yourself well. You don't want people to, to get a negative view of you because you're sitting a couple feet away from somebody else. So, you know, that's been difficult. When it comes to prospecting, um, honestly, you know, I've kind of kept a lot of things the same for me. I wasn't the type that had to go to different local functions or, you know, go to church on Sunday in order to interact with my sphere of influence. Um, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm a true millennial. The way I interact with people is almost entirely via social media and on my phone. So a lot of those correspondence haven't really changed. It's just, you know, what we're talking about is a little different. That's awesome. So what, um, when you're, when you're doing these content and, you know, like, let, let's talk maybe a little bit about perhaps like maybe starter equipment or, um, how you're going to, how, you know, maybe a newer person or someone just getting into video, uh, you know, what kind of equipment should they use and maybe, uh, you know, where should they put it out first? Yeah. So I got a uh, Sony Handycam when I got started. They're about, you know, I got it refurbished for like 450 bucks. So that, I mean, it creates a, a much clearer image than a cell phone does. So I personally liked uh, having that in my back pocket. You definitely need a tripod if you're going to get something like that to be able to hold the camera in front of you. I don't like people holding their you know phone in their hand or even on like a gimbal because there's movement. And I, I'm not a big fan of that. I like the stationary shots, especially if it's a talking headshot. If you're talking to the camera and you're just getting out information or you're reviewing like a piece of pizza or whatever, that looks a lot better than a shaky camera. So, and if you're filming like out in public, you don't need someone with you to hold the camera. You can go out by yourself, set it on a tripod and get going. That to me is the most important. And then I would get one of these like road mics. So I have this one right here. It's just a little shotgun mic. It actually goes on top of the camera and it plugs into the audio jack on the camera. This allows you to pick up pretty decent audio uh, at a short range. So if you get that, you plug that directly into the camera, uh, you have very little editing that has to be done on the back end. It's really just a matter of chopping off the front and chopping off the end if, uh, if you do a good talking head video. And what, uh, what editing software do you use? So, I mean, I do a little more advanced editing. So I use Adobe software. Um, Premiere Pro is what I use to pretty much edit everything. I started there because I wanted to learn it. I didn't want to get a you know, attached to another editing software that didn't have the same capabilities. And then, you know, six months later, want to move to Adobe and not know what I'm looking at. So I learned video on the software. And I think that's one of the best decisions I made because now I'm, I feel a lot more at home when I'm in, in that application. Well, you know, as I said, you I mean, you do a really good job in kind of bringing in the, you know, original and authenticity of Bob Tompkins. So, you know, uh, like we talk about the Foodie Fridays and stuff like that, 
um, you know, and the like a lot of these people, they, they don't kind of self-reflect the way they are or how they should be. And, you know, is there some advice that you would give, you know, to newer videographers or people that are realtors that are saying, hey, you know what, um, as we were talking off camera, you know, you're, you're forced, uh, you know, a lot of times maybe you and I have a little bit of leg up because we you know, already embraced technology prior to this. And now they're starting to have to get into it, you know, and, and forced to it. So uh, maybe a little bit more, maybe tips on maybe a vlog or a consistency that, you know, you kind of continue to do. Yeah. So a couple things here. I mean, when you, when you talk about consistency, I'll kind of answer this backwards. When you talk about consistency, to me, the biggest thing is accountability. If, if you don't have accountability, you're not going to do it. And even though I, you know, I do a ton of this video stuff. You'll notice almost every weekly video I do is with someone else because that adds a layer. They're texting me because it's beneficial for their business. So, hey, when are we getting together? When are we going to film this? And we've made it consistent now to where we have time block times that we meet together to film those. But there's an expectation on both sides that we're going to be there. We're going to produce this and get it out. So I would, you know, whatever you do, Partner with somebody in your market that also believes in, in video because you can grow together and you can benefit each other's business. Um, then when it comes to like being on camera, if you haven't been on camera before, um, some people, they may look at you, look at me, and they're like, oh, I can never do that. And a part of that is you are never going to be me, but I'm also never going to be you. We have completely different personalities. We reach completely different audiences. And the people, the best advice I can give people getting started, the people that follow you on social media that are your friends on social media, they already like you. You don't have to try and be somebody else that you're not. You're able to go on, be yourself, because they already like who that is, and they're going to interact and engage with your content because of that. Awesome. And, um, you know, I mean, listen, I mean, you've, you've done a, a great business with video and, you know, um, and... Uh, and I think the great advice is to have skin in the game and have some accountability partners. Um, and uh, I think that's a uh, awesome advice. So what other uh, consistency, what other things that are you working on that maybe um, you can maybe let the cat out of the bag a little bit uh, on things that are, you're, are coming up for Bob Tompkins? Yeah. So we, uh, we had one big one in the works. Um, I can't get too much information on it, but it's another music video. Um, that's, I think what people know me for the most because we, we did old town realtor. Then we did Bob never broke my heart. Um, and while Bob never broke my heart, didn't get a million views. It did get an Inman article. So I, I was pretty proud of that. <laughs> um, but we had another one in the works uh, and I actually had a, a pretty special guest that was supposed to be out here filming in the video with me, but you know, coronavirus kind of put things off. People aren't able to make flights right now. Um, so We've had to we've had to delay that idea. Hopefully, it's still relevant when we kind of come out of this. But you know, we're we're always working on something. The thing is, is we do the consistent stuff on a weekly basis, so we stay relevant. Like I'm, I've got three, four videos out every week. I stay relevant while we come up with the big ideas. So when a big idea comes out, it's not like I've been missing an action for two months. So you know, in uh, in South Carolina, you know, um, 
you know, obviously, uh, as we talked about COVID-19, you know, how is it in South Carolina? Um, you know, how are you managing, how are your clients managing, how are their, uh, your colleagues managing? Yeah, so our governor doesn't take it all that seriously, which is fan- <laughs> which is great, I guess. I mean, it. so from a public health standpoint, it's awful because, you know, it, we've actually had a couple places that have been declared hotspots, uh, including the zip code next to me. So it's, you know... For that, you know, we've for the amount of people we have, we have a tremendous amount of cases. Uh, I actually was looking at case numbers today. We have like the same amount of cases as Florida on a daily basis, and y'all have like more than three times the population we do. So that's not a good statistic. But because our governor is pretty lax and he's allowing businesses for the most part to continue to operate, you know, it people don't have a sense of panic, a sense of fear. So, you know, business has, has been pretty good um, for us. It hasn't been shut down at all. That's great. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're also fortunate in South Florida that, you know, real estate has been deemed essential. And, you know, unfortunately, some of our colleagues in Pennsylvania and, and New York um, aren't as fortunate. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it takes a big toll. I mean, we're all in this together. You know, and, and, you know, although, you know, we're we're out there selling real estate and we're selling houses and we're talking to people and in their most expensive asset. Um, we care about the community so much that, you know, we're we're trying to give back. We're trying to do everything we can to help you know, those people as, as you are. as well. Um, right. You know, I always I always end this uh, uh, interviews on, you know, what do we not know about Bob that you care to share? Man, that's a tough one. I'm a pretty open book. Um, but what I will tell people, just it's a part of my backstory that maybe a lot of people don't know. So before I was a real estate agent, um, I was a bartender. But before I was a bartender, I was a pastor. So people always think that's a funny transition. And I went from being a pastor <laughs> to a bartender, then to a real estate agent. So it's, you know, it's it's funny the way that happens. People that didn't know me before then, you know, they always think that's humorous. But I'm a pretty open book. I, I tend to put most of my stuff out there. So it's there's not many surprises. So what beer are you drinking these days? What, what, what's your favorite beer? What's your beer of choice right now? So I bounce around a lot. Um, there's one that I actually I, I had for the first time about a week and a half ago. Uh, it was Left Hand Brewing's um, Peanut Butter Milk Stout unbelievable beer tastes just like a Reese's cup. So that, <laughs> that one that right on now virtual, is the one that's at the top of mind. Yeah. I, I saw that on your virtual baby showers and this is your first child coming. It is. It is uh, our first. Congratulations. Uh, you know, best of health and, and all of that best of, you know, your, your family and, and everything. So we, we certainly appreciate you being on. Um, can't thank you enough, Bob. I mean, uh, I've been watching you. You're a Remax socialite um, out in R4, and it was, uh, it was fun. And thanks for being uh, Rebecca House's bodyguard. Um, yeah, yeah I, look, I tried to look out when I could. But, no, David, I appreciate it, man. This has been a lot of fun. I it, love your show, Breakfast on the Broker. You get great people on here. I heard you got a pretty much. good one next week, I heard. Uh, yes, uh, that's a good segue. Um, yeah, breakfast with the broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, we have a very special guest as well next week, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. We have Ryan Sarahan. Uh, he is the million dollar listing. He's got over 1.5 million uh, followers on Instagram. And uh, he's going to talk to us about sell with Sarahan and 
uh, of his uh, projects that's going on, maybe the New York real estate market as well. We're very excited to have him. But Bob, uh, listen, I, you know, you're my first singer that ever came on, you know, so, uh, you know, maybe maybe there's a, a role for you in you know, movies, Hollywood. Where are you maybe going I don't from? know. I, I, as long as they can auto tune in Hollywood the same way they do in the studio here, we might be good. <laughs> yeah, you see, I don't look this beautiful. The, the video does that. Yeah, um, that's that's all video quality. That's, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Bob. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Take care. Uh, Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Definitely tune in next Tuesday. Uh, we're looking forward to it. And uh, guys, have a great week. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay home. I will speak to you soon.